broadcasting live from Lakewood, California. This is Dudes for Life Radio. Hello and welcome to another episode of Dudes for Life Radio. This is your host, Travis Laravere. And this is Holden. And we are excited tonight because technically as of one minute ago, according to our clock, Holden is now a legal adult. Yes, I'm very excited. I'm 18 now. And we're both kind of wiped. It is midnight here, but it's okay. We're just having a good time tonight. Yeah. So we're going to go into our topic pretty quickly tonight just to um, talk about the bulk of our content, which I'm excited about because today is our theme park episode. Woohoo! Yay! Theme parks. Okay, so theme parks to me are an exciting place for me to go and Holden to go. Yep. We have a long history of going to theme parks together. We just hang out. We do stupid stuff all the time, especially at Disneyland, but we will get into that a little bit later. We have good stories to share. If anybody has heard our previous episodes about us picking up on people while we're there, which is a lot of fun. But we're going to talk about the three parks that are closest to us and our most beloved to Holden and I. That would be Six Flags Magic Mountain. That is a very great park. Knott's Berry Farm. Also pretty good. Yeah, not the best. It's all right. But it's okay. And then our personal favorite, Disneyland. At least my personal favorite. Yes, Disneyland is one of the best parks ever. So let's start off with Six Flags. Give a little history about Six Flags. Six Flags opened just as Magic Mountain in 1971 out in Valencia, California. So it's just about... About 20 minutes, 30 minutes away outside of Los Angeles. So it's kind of in the middle of nowhere. But it's really nice out there. You know, we've been out there a few times. Like We went out there for my 16th birthday. That, was, that was a good time. Tatsu. Oh, you mean... Who, who can't get over Tatsu? I can't. I was on it last time and I thought it was still awesome. Oh, that, that, ride, that ride will never be unawesome. It was just unawesome. Unawesome. Making up words here. Yes. New word. Tatsu is an exciting ride. If nobody knows what Tatsu is, that is a flying coaster. And the history of Six Flags is that they've been known with the reputation of having the biggest, the scariest, the tallest, fastest, basically just the monster roller coasters. And the thing about Six Flags is they also have a reputation for having the most roller coasters out of almost any park, except for Cedar Point in Ohio, mm-hmm. which has 17 roller coasters. But Six Flags is catching back up. Adding their 17th coaster, which I'm personally really excited about because I haven't ridden a good wooden coaster as opposed to Ghost Rider at Knott's Berry Farm for a long time. So what happened at Six Flags just last year is that they took out Cyclone, which was in the back, and personally not my favorite ride because it banged you around a lot yeah, and gave you headache after you got off. So they finally took that out after a long time, and they are replacing it with... It's kind of an odd thing to replace it with a ride based off the Terminator movies, which is kind of weird to me. But you know what? I I don't care what the ride is called. As long as it's a good ride, I think it it should be pretty fun because the company that's designing it is called Great Coasters International. And they have a reputation for having a lot of really good, nice roller coasters. And this has a lot of turns. It's not like Ghost Rider, which is a lot of hills. The thing is crossing over in and out of itself a bunch of times. So there's a lot of twists and turns. So that'll be pretty good. But that's going to be opening up this spring. So that'll be pretty exciting. Yeah, and you know one reason why you don't see a lot of good wooden roller coasters out here? is because it's California. You have a lot of earthquakes. There you go. Wood doesn't do good in earthquakes. Mm-hmm. That's why they had metal ones. That'll actually tie into Ghost Rider, which is also one of my favorite roller coasters anywhere. Um, we'll talk about that a little bit later. So what do you what do you like about Six Flags? I like how it's 
like you said, it's got the monster rides. Yeah. You go there and you just like, oh my gosh, I'm scared. You drive, you drive down, and I want to crap my pants. Right? <laughs> yeah. You want to? You drive down the street, and then once you finally pull in, what's the first ride you see? X. There you go. Or X two, whatever they're calling Techn- it now. Technically, now did you do? Have you done X before? I did X. I haven't done X two. I did X two back during Christmas break, and I have to say it was amazing because the fact that they were playing the music. A little bit of music on the ride was pretty cool. Personally, I wish it would have been louder because I didn't hear it. Yeah, you can't really hear it. But the thing that really got me and my cousin going, because he went with me last time, you come out of one of the bottom turns and they actually shoot out flamethrowers, which I thought was pretty trippy. That's amazing. I could feel the heat and it was really intense. Like singed you. Yeah. And I thought uh, we were coming out of the seat and I thought I was just going to fly out of my seat. And my cousin never been on that ride before. So that was pretty exciting to watch and just experience with him. So My favorite Six Flag, Flags has got to be Goliath. Yes. Goliath. Because that's, that's one where you go, like, you go under the ground. You're like, everyone puts their hands up and they always take at, them down. At the time, Goliath uh, was the world's tallest and fastest roller coaster with a total drop height of 255 feet, which is still pretty big by today's standards. Wow. Um, as opposed to some 400 foot rides which we don't need to talk about because we don't have any of those here i wish we did that'd be so that'd be pretty fun but from what i know about the 400 foot rides is that a lot of them break down and they're not as reliable as some of the ones we got here but what i like about goliath is that it is tall and it's fast but it's really smooth i think that's cool yeah that's really cool it's like butter it's smooth like butter but yeah like holden said about the first drop on goliath is that you drop about 255 feet into a tunnel Yes. And just from the very top, it looks like a little Dixie cup that you just go right into. You don't think you're going to fit. And even the bravest person can have their hands up, and they still put them back down because they think their arms are going to get chopped off at the bottom. Yeah, even if you've been on it 13, 15 times, you're still going to put your arms down. It's like, no. And I just did that last time, and I still got afraid that my hands are going to get cut off because it's just a subconscious thing that you just do it. Yeah. And you don't even realize it. And then the other part that I like about Goliath is the helix. Yes, the, the helix, helix is, is great on that, right? The most intense part because oh. the helix, it is a loop that is turned on its side. So you're feeling a lot of positive G-forces pushing down your seat. Um, little scientific fact about G-forces. Centrifugal force, that is gravity pushing down on your body. So when you're going through this helix at about 70 miles an hour, you're pulling about 3.5, 4 G. So that means you're multiplying your own body weight times 3.5 or 4. So me, I weigh about 150, 160 pounds. That's that's over a good 300, 400 pounds of pressure. Wow. On I didn't it. know that. And the thing about Goliath when it first opened was that it used to go through the helix a lot faster, thus creating more G-force. But they had to tone it down because people were blacking out because it was so much pressure. Wow, and I still I still kind of grant a little bit because my eyes start to you know close up and it's yeah. it's really intense and that's probably the most intense part. But I told my cousin we sat we got in the front row and I told him he needed to have his arms up to see if he can do it. It's really difficult to keep your arms up through that whole part because all the force it's pretty much like you're holding up a giant boulder. Yeah, you can't do it, but it's pretty cool. And yeah. something I like to do during the helix is I like to like do the running man. See, yeah, because like you, you're holding you weights can't, you can't on your lift off your legs. Yeah, eventually you can't. Yeah. Like at first you can, then you're like, ugh. But that's one of my favorite rides. I think I personally think it's really awesome. But Six Flags has a good collection of roller coasters, ranging from Goliath to Scream, which is a floorless roller coaster. That's yeah. pretty intense, especially if you sit in the front row because you are sitting on top of the track, yet your feet are still dangling. Mm-hmm. So you think your feet are going to get cut off. And then the one record breaker that Six Flags is known for 
is Superman. Yeah. And Superman breaks 100 miles an hour and goes up about 400 feet. And people think that's kind of weird because it just goes straight out and then it shoots straight up just pretty much like a rocket ship. Yeah. And it sounds like a jet engine. Oh, yeah. You, you stand under it and it's super loud and you can't even hear anything because it's just, you feel like an F-16 just took off right over your head. Yeah. And something else I like about that ride that's not really part of the ride, it's the line. It's so yeah. it's so decorated. You're like so much theme everywhere around there's not, there's not that much stuff. And, and on a hot day, that's where you want to go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Especially because they, they make it cold inside because it adds to the whole feeling of being on a, on a nice Krypton. So that's pretty oh, cool. Krypton on a nice mountain. Yeah. The other ride that has good theming is Batman. Yeah, Batman has great things. As soon as you step through those gates, you feel like you're in Gotham City. Just Gotham City, and you're walking through the nice park, and then you get to the inner city, and you see a busted-up police car, which I think is pretty cool. Yeah. You walk through the tunnel, and then you finally get up to Batman. And Batman, I love a lot, but I can't do it all the time because it's really really compact. You do black out. I've I've blacked out a few times, and that's pretty intense. And then Riddler's Revenge. That one's great. Standing up. tallest, fastest stand-up roller coaster. And I think that's pretty crazy because it's such oh. a different feeling standing up. And, and it a feels little really in, inside hint on that one is if you don't stand in a good position, it's not very it, comfortable. It really hurts. Men, it's not a fun ride to do if you don't know the secrets of standing. Of standing up. So if you go with me, I'll show you the correct way to stand up. But it can be very painful for <laughs> for men who don't know what they're doing. And I've had experience the first time I did that, and it wasn't comfortable. But that's okay. Nutcracker. Yeah. Nutcracker's Revenge is what they should call it, but that's pretty cool. But yeah, there's there's a lot of good stuff at Six Flags. The only thing about Six Flags in comparison with some other parks that I've personally been to is that the demographics of the people that go out, they're not saying it's always a bad thing, but it's not the family-friendly park that you would think to go to. No. Because Six Flags is mainly a roller – it's – it's an amusement park. It's not a theme park like Disneyland is, but it's not family-friendly all the time either. Because mm-hmm. you go there, it's more of an adult park because there's a lot of big roller coasters. Although they are trying to put in more family stuff, which I think is yeah, cool. Yeah, and, and there's really hardly anything you could take like child on because they're all about yeah. height limits. And if you have a really brave child that's willing to go on Goliath when he's about seven years old, then all power to him. I think that's awesome. I would have never done that when I was But would they meet age. the height requirement? Isn't it like 42 it's, inches? It's 48, it's 48, 48 inches, inches. For, um, for Goliath and some of the other rides, but most of the rides that seat four across are usually 54 inches because oh. they're made by they're, all those rides are made by the same company and they're mostly 54 inches because of the size of the harness that holds you down but the thing about six flags is just yeah it's not very family friendly all the time and it has had a reputation of being kind of a a lot of gang violence yeah a little more sketchy park to go to and the thing that proves that is that there is a lapd substation right outside the front entrance so you can kind of tell that if there's ever any sort of violence and the police are automatically right there on hand to do whatever and you know it's not exactly the cleanest place and i'm i'm not talking about this to bash on six flags because i love going to six flags and going to all the big rides that's what i go there for but that is all that you go to six flags for is to ride the coasters you don't go there all the time for a theme park experience like you would go into Disneyland. Like personally, yeah. I can probably speak for Holden and myself. You don't feel that kind of emotional connection. You just feel that adrenaline rush. Okay, I went on this big old roller coaster and I feel hyped up. And personally, I like going there and getting all crazy and going on the big coasters. But that's all that happens. Yeah. You just you go on the roller coaster and that's it. You don't feel that thing. You wait in line. You just go through the whole switch back and forth, back and forth, back and forth for two hours. 
Yeah, and something else I don't like about that park is it's so spread out. It's like yeah. to get the next ride, you have got to walk. You got to you got to walk. You got to walk away. I mean, I I like how they have that, and the where Six Flags is located, they do have a lot of space uh-huh. to be able to expand, which is cool. But Holden's right. You do have to walk quite a bit of ways to get to everything, and especially if you're walking up the up oh, the yeah, hill, uphill. to get to uh-huh. Superman, then that could be pr- brutal too. That's why you start up the hill and yeah. then go down, hill. and then you go down. I mean, they have that that little tram ride that takes you. Yeah. Up and down. That's lame. For for people who aren't willing to walk up that way. But that's always a hard thing to do. But yeah, so Six Flags, we have a good time there. It does take a long time to drive out there if you go during the wrong time of the day. Yeah. So if you decide to go out there on a weekday at 9 o'clock in the morning, you're not going to get there until about 11 because of L.A. rush hour traffic. Unless you take a different route. Mm-hmm. But that's usually what you're going to face is that if you leave at about the 6, 7 o'clock time span in the night, then you're going to run into a lot of traffic coming back home. But it is a fun place to go to. But being very far away, we don't get to go that often. So no. it's better for us to find places to go to that are closer. So our first example about that. I mean, Knott's Berry Farm. Knott's Berry Farm. And it's not just a clever name. Knott's Berry Farm did start out as a berry farm mm-hmm. owned by Walter Knott a long time ago. It got so popular. And actually, the thing about Walter Knott is that he was the founder of the Boysenberry, if you didn't know yeah, that. I didn't. So Boysenberry Jam from Knott's Berry Farm is actually very popular. Yeah, I don't remember what berries he mixed, but he mixed raspberry and then blackberry and one other berry. I don't yeah. remember what. And, and made boysenberry. Made boysenberries. And so the berry farm got so popular that they decided to add on more. And one of the first things was the chicken dinner restaurant, yeah. which I personally still like to eat at because I I believe that's like amazing. A lot of good food there, and it's still really popular that they have lines that form outside every day. I pass by there and look in during the dinner time hours, and it's still always a long line. Yeah. As that started to grow, Walter Knott decided to add a replica of a ghost town. They had mining, and they had the Calico Mine Ride, which they still have yep, today. Yeah, Calico Mine Ride. And all this other stuff, but then they decided to add more theme park stuff. And got bought out by a corporate owner a couple years ago. Yep. So they charge admission, obviously, as every park would. What I like about uh, Knott's is its close proximity to here. So it's just about, it can be about a 10-minute drive. It's not very far at all. So that's pretty cool. So you can go there during an afternoon if you have an annual pass. Just go there during the afternoon, do a couple rides, and come back before dinner. So yeah. That's pretty cool. You don't have to really plan a whole day. And Knott's is not very big. Um, it's kind of plopped down in the middle of Buena Park, so just the city. Yeah. It's just kind of there, but it's still pretty cool because you think if you were at that school that's right there, you can look at it and say, hey, there's Accelerator or there's Ghost Rider and some of the rides that they have there. I still like. They're not my favorites, but Ghost Rider is definitely one of my favorite wooden coasters anywhere, You know, possibly the only one that I ever get to ride because, again, as Holden mentioned earlier, this is California. Mm-hmm. And another fun fact about Ghost Rider is that Ghost Rider used about 2.3 million feet of wood to make the whole ride and not just wow. the track itself, the entire structure. Because we have earthquake regulations, it needs to be able to withstand a big earthquake. So that's pretty intense. Yeah. And I can't imagine what that would look like if it was in an earthquake and it's just it's just a massive structure that you look at and it's not that big of a ride but it still kicks butt and it's pretty awesome even it's almost after 10 years old but it's still it still kicks butt i mean we went on it during halloween haunt and we waited what about a 
about an hour for it. Yeah, around an hour. Yeah, but we went on during the nighttime, which I personally think is awesome. Yeah, the nighttime's really cool. You could you could go on it so many times, but yet you still don't exactly know where you're going all the time. So that's pretty crazy. And it is a wooden roller coaster, so it is rough, but it's still pretty fun to do. But some of the other rides that they have, what is your favorite ride there? My favorite ride there, I'd have to say it is Ghost Rider. Yes. But my second favorite ride is good, only really good during the summertime. Perilous Plunge. Yes. I've only uh, done that ride once. What? You're crazy. And it's it's only because I either A, it's not open, or B, I wasn't prepared to go. Because yes, that you, one, you gotta do, bring a second change of clothes. You do get very wet on that ride, and it's really hard to be able to go on that ride, walk off it completely dry, because it's just crazy. But I did go on it over spring break, and I came prepared. I was wearing my swim trunks under my jeans, and before I went on it, I went to the bathroom, I had my backpack, and I changed out of my jeans just in my trunks i was wearing my sandals so i didn't care if my sandals got wet or my shirt i didn't have any of my personal effects on me like my wallet or my phone yeah i just went on there shirt trunks and flops got wet i loved it i thought that drop was just the most insane thing i've ever uh, done yeah and they used to not have harness for that right they and well, they had minimal harnesses because they yeah, used to wear like seatbelts just like a little seatbelt now they had the full bone harness yeah because there was an incident that happened where a woman uh, did fall she, off the ride. She stood up to take a picture just before the drop, and the drop came, and she fell out of fell. the seat down in front of the car. Yeah. The car ran her over, and she died. I think that that's, that's pretty scary. And, you know, to add on that, she wasn't exactly in the best physical shape either. No, she was, she was, she was a fairly obese. large. <laughs> she was a very large woman, mm-hmm. and um, the harness wasn't able to hold her in very well either. So um, she did She did fall. It was, it's about 110 feet, so that's a pretty good drop, you know, into the water. So um, that's instant death right there. So, yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty sad to think that something like that could happen. But you know what? accidents happen and we just need to learn to move on but yeah perilous plunge i enjoyed i've again i've only done it once but i thought it was pretty sweet because the drop is about 79 degrees which is a really crazy drop oh, for yeah. a water ride but then you have some other good rides too my other favorite is accelerator accelerator is a great ride zero to 82 miles per hour in 2.3 seconds straight up Mm-hmm. About 200 feet, see the whole city, and it's right it's right on the corner of the street, so that's pretty cool, so you can be standing yeah. there at the crosswalk. That is a great ride, but something I don't like about it is when I, when I go there, it's not necessarily broken down, but it's always stopping for, because the yeah. brake pads, they get so hot that they, yeah. they don't work right. Yeah. So, like, after an hour or so, they have to, like, let it sit for 15 minutes. got to cool minutes. it. Yeah, those, that brand of roller coaster is not always the most reliable, because the company that makes it it's that problem still hasn't been figured out to be able to keep it running 100 well, at the time. disneyland what they did is they um have a mist over everything yeah when it, when it starts off when it takes off really fast it yeah. has a mist over the brake pads and the, the thing the thing about one of the rides that we're also going to talk about in a little bit um it uses just straight magnets yeah. With Accelerator, the magnets are only used for the braking just in case it has a rollback, which means yeah. it'll shoot up the the hill, and if it doesn't make it over the hill, then it'll roll back, and the brakes will stop it, and they can try it again. The thing about Accelerator's launch is that it's a hydraulic launch, so it's basically a giant slingshot. So it hooks to the front of the car, and then it'll thrust this thing forward, so you know it's, it's a slingshot. Yeah. But with another ride that we'll talk about in a little bit, it uses magnets, so it magnetically squirts the car forward but that's what happened with accelerators that this launch system is not always reliable 100 percent of the time and that's a problem that needs to be fixed 
But I still like it because just that intensity of the launch that it catches your breath so quickly and you don't even expect it. And even waiting in line watching people who've never been on it before. Yeah. Especially those screaming teenager girls who just sitting there and they're chatting with each other and then the launch happens and then they just fly off and they're like, no. And they take your picture right there and get your reaction. It goes really fast. Yeah. But that's an awesome it, ride. It's normally about half an hour to an hour away. Yeah. And it's about a 60 second ride. It's it's not very long at all, but um, it's definitely a fun thing to check out. And then we got Supreme Scream. Uh, yeah, that ride's okay. Which I mean, is... I'd rate it probably about a 2 out of 10. Why? Why do you Why? say that? Because one, the first time you go on it, yes, it's exhilarating. It's fun to go on. Mm-hmm. But after that... I'm just kind of over it. It's like, yeah, yeah, you go up and down, up and down. Woohoo, very fun. I could have said that. Um, But I would definitely do it once if you haven't done it. Yeah, Supreme Scream actually took me a while to get on because I still had a fear of heights, but I talked myself into going onto it with one of my buddies when we went one time. So I finally did that. I still like it, but... Again, like Holden, it's not my personal favorite, but it's still fun to go on. Um, but then we got other roller coasters like Silver Bullet. Silver Bullet's really fun. Silver Bullet's cool. It's yeah. it's definitely a ride that is needed for Knott's Berry Farm because they don't have a lot of big roller coasters. So it's definitely yeah. a pretty cool ride that's right out there in front of the park. I like Batman at Six Flags better than Silver Bullet because of the intensity and it's Silver Bullet feels a little slow. Yeah. And it's, it's big, but it's not very intense. Hey, but... Something Silver Bullet has that I haven't seen another roller coaster is it's got like those like that horn loop or whatever where it's like comes up and it's a big loop over. It's got there. a cobra roll. Cobra roll. That's what it's that's called. what that's what's cool about Silver Bullet is that it's right up front in the park and it, a cobra roll. You walk the path to get to the ride. You go right through the cobra roll, which is pretty cool. So you can be standing there right on the sidewalk and the coaster train zips right past you. Yeah, just feet from you. So that's pretty intense. And um, How would you describe cobra rolls to the people that don't know what we're talking about? It's basically, if you think about a cobra a snake, when it's arched, ready to go, it will go up and do what's called a half loop. And it, it basically just it looks like an arching cobra that's ready to strike. It just looks like a cobra head. So it's pretty much what it looks like. And it's very signature. So if you looked at it, you could say, hey, that looks like a cobra. But that's pretty cool. And we got Montezuma's Revenge. Another yeah. classic. I've only I I would only do it once just because again it does get kind of old. Yeah, that one gets kind of boring. But the one ride that I've done once and will never do again is Boomerang. Why? Because I felt Boomerang gave me a massive headache. I'd never done it before. I just wanted to give it a shot and see what it'd be like. It was cool, but it gave me a major headache, and because it was really rough, and mm-hmm. I couldn't handle it. It was just blah. It was pretty intense. What do you What do you think about it? Um, I think it's a good ride. I mean, I like how you, if you're in front, you're in back also. Yeah. Because it'll switch positions after the... You go one way and then go the other. You take take it one way forward and then it'll throw you through the whole thing again backwards. Yeah. But that's that's one of the things that I don't like about Knott's Berry Farm. Boomerang um, used to be called the Corkscrew. They changed the name. No, actually, it, it it was always Boomerang, but there used to be a Corkscrew ride... They're at Knott's Berry Farm, but they actually moved it to Canada, I think, is where where it's at right now. That's all right. But um, the thing that you're probably thinking about Boomerang is that it used to be painted blue and white, and now they painted it, what, green and purple? purple. Yeah. I think that kind of just looks disgusting. It's really weird, but it's a good collection of rides. It's not the biggest park that you can go to. You can... On a really non-crowded day, you could probably finish it within a couple hours. Yeah, and even and even some of the other rides, like 
Sierra Sidewinder, like we talked about one time. Uh, I don't like that. I I love Sierra Sidewinder. Ugh. I think it's you gotta get cool. a good car because not all the cars. Spin. I usually I usually sit in the back because I know that car usually spins pretty fast in the back, so that's pretty cool. And the thing about Knott's Berry Farm is their annual Halloween haunt event, which we yes, talked about last time. Yes, love the Halloween haunt? I liked it, but I won't do it again for quite a while. He was afraid. Yeah, I was, but you know what? Everybody's got their fear. Again, I liked walking out in the open with everybody and seeing everybody getting scared. And I like the mazes. Yes, we all like the mazes, but we took our pictures with the clowns, so that was yeah, pretty that funny. Yeah, that was fun. So e- We should put our picture with the clown up for the mazes. I think we should. I think I will find those pictures and we will put them on with this next post, just as kind of a gag, because it's pretty funny. But Knott's is pretty close to us. It's really easy to get to. What's up? Really that expensive. You know, you could you no. could uh, get a day ticket for about $30. Which yeah, is... and then they've always got coupons. Yeah. And, like, you get it for 12 bucks if you find the right coupon. Yeah, and it's pretty cool. Um, what I don't like, again, kind of like Six Flags, it's not the kind of crowd that you would expect to see that you appreciate being around because that's actually more of a teenager park, and you see I a know. lot of teens. And there's selected smoking areas, but yeah. no, one, no one pays Nobody attention. Nobody cares. This, uh, there's all smoke everywhere, cigarette butts everywhere. Yeah, it's a dirty park. It's yeah, it's it's not super clean all the time. It it, it is cleaner than Six Flags, mm-hmm. but again, the people that go there, I don't like being around all the time because people are rude, especially at Halloween Haunt when you're shoulder to shoulder with everybody just trying to get in the park. You yeah, know, that's I mean, if horrible. you remember that, that was horrible. I mean, that's total violation of privacy right there. But people <laughs> already drunk by the time they get there and trying to cut in line. Like my mom was trying to hold off that one lady who was uh, trying to. Cut to get to the front and I thought yeah. you know I can't I can't do this because it was so crazy being around that many people and all that stuff but I still I still like Knott's Berry Farm if I get a chance to go there I still go it's still fun to go to I don't go there all the time because it's not my favorite but I still like to go there on occasion yeah. just get a quick fixer rides and all that stuff but that's pretty cool so we're going to take a quick break and we will come back and we will finish our discussion today with our favorite park Disneyland, Disneyland. we'll be right back Welcome back to Dudes for Life Radio with our episode about theme parks. So we're going to finish our discussion today about Disneyland, our oldest park and our personal favorite park to go to. So, Holden, what do you love about Disneyland? What isn't there to love about Disneyland? It's clean for the most part. It's it's one of the cleanest parks that I've ever seen. Yes. Um, it's themed well. Yes. Like, everywhere you go, you're just like, whoa, I'm in the future. Or, whoa, I'm in the Wild, the wild West. West. Yeah, it's amazing. But my favorite part about Disneyland has got to be, I, I'd say, Splash Mountain or Matterhorn. Yes. Matterhorn, I just love that ride because of it's, like, amazing. It's, it's you, just awesome. Yeah, there's just no other way to describe it unless you've been on it and know what you're talking about. You know exactly what you're talking about. What I love about Disneyland, as opposed to the other two parks, is just, as I mentioned before, just the emotional connection that I feel when I'm there. Because you're there and you turn into a little kid again, because you could be a full-grown man, but you still go to Disneyland and you still get excited just to go there. You you can be there by yourself or you can be there with friends. And you know what I'm what I'm personally excited about is that when I am married and I have children, being able to take my kids to Disneyland for the first time 
I think that's going to be awesome. And I'm, yeah. I'm going to turn into a little kid again just to be able to go to the park and do things with them. That'll be pretty cool. Yeah, and something else I like about Disneyland is they always have little surprises around the corner. Yeah. Like if you show up and you're there within an hour within the park closes, they hand out these things called dream tickets or dream suite passes. Something like that, yeah. Or whatever. Anyway, they have um, the plastic things you wear on your neck, and they're for both parks. So if you buy if you buy a ticket for Disneyland and you get that, you can go into the other park, too, mm-hmm. for free. California Metro. They've got these little stubs on them with the names of rides, and you get to walk up through the exit, and you show them that, and they'll break mm-hmm. off the stub, and you get to get on the ride, yep. ride in front of everyone else. I think what they're called, they're called uh, super fast passes. And with the fast pass, you would get a ticket, and you have to come back at a certain time. But with this, you just go up, you show your thing, and you get to go right on. Yeah. You don't have to wait for anything. You just get to go right at that moment, which I think is pretty sweet. And you're supposed to use them, the whole thing, the day you get it. But, like, if you go one day and you get it and you don't go on all the rides, if you bring it back the next day or whenever, next time you come normally, they will still honor that you you got it and they'll let you use the rides. Yeah, because people, you can't just go out and buy them for wherever. I mean, people know yeah, that you can't, if you, you have can't it. buy them. You got to win them. Yeah. And if I like, if one person in your group wins them, they go to, where is it, um, City Hall there? Something like that. And they, and they, get, they turn it in and they get it for the whole group. They say, yeah. yeah, I got six people in my group. And they'll hand you six of them. That's pretty cool. But I've been going to Disneyland my whole life. I've had annual passes. I don't have one currently at the moment, but I'm planning on getting one again very soon. Yeah, same once here. I, Mine expired not too long ago. Once I get more money to be able to spend on my own. But Holden and I go together all the time. We have good memories of going there and meeting people. Few hits, few misses, but more hits than misses, so that's pretty cool. We just go there and we meet people and we hang out with them. Holden yeah. can't do much of that right now, but that's okay. Yeah, we said we we've done that a lot when really we've only had like only done it like four or five times. I think yeah, something like that. But I mean, still for guys like us, that's still a lot more. Like I mentioned a long time ago, that we beat a lot of other percentages of guys who are actually willing to talk to somebody. And you're you're more brave than I do than I am because you just go up there and you just introduce yourself right away and you get the whole thing, you get the ball rolling. It's pretty cool. We've met we've met a few people, so that was quite exciting. I don't think I've gotten a phone number yet, but that's okay. Yeah. I I, don't, I almost did when I ran into somebody, or not, didn't run into somebody, but some two girls that were actually kind of following me around. <laughs> and I told you about that yeah, one time did. where I got her name, and I got, she was from San Diego. I didn't get her phone number, which is a bummer, but you could trip out and find her on MySpace. That'd be pretty crazy. That would be. It's like, hey, I met you at Disneyland. Don't you remember me? That'd be pretty... She'd probably be like, no, you crazy stalker. Good yeah. <laughs> but about Disneyland, a little fun facts about that is that it opened in 1955. So it's over 50 years old. Had its 50th anniversary celebration a couple of years ago. My brother and I went on July 15th to the official reopening of Space Mountain on the very day that I reopened, which is pretty awesome because Space Mountain was closed for about two years. Did a major rehab and we went on the opening day. I met and shook the hand of Neil Armstrong. Wow. Who was the first man to walk on the moon because he was there giving the speech, which I thought was really awesome. Long day to wait in line, but it was worth it. It's definitely something I'm going to remember for a long time. Yeah, that's, that's going to be amazing to tell you kids. Yeah, kids, I met Neil Armstrong. I shook his hand. It's pretty cool. So we got Space Mountain. That's a good ride. But Star Tours. We got Thunder Mountain. We got Splash Mountain. Pirates of the Caribbean. One yeah. of my other favorites. One of the oldest rides. You got Buzz Lightyear. Finding yes. Nemo. Buzz, the Buzz Lightyear ride is one of my favorites because I love Buzz Lightyear, first of all. 
Yeah. But the whole shooting laser guns is awesome because Holden and I get into competitions with each other. We still try to show each other up. Yeah. And I've never gotten the best score, like the top level. What, what is that one? Level 7. Yeah, I've never gotten to that level. I've, I've gotten almost, level 6 before. Yeah. That's, it's difficult to do, but if you ask where the secret shot spots are, then you'll be able to get a good amount of points. So that's an exciting ride that we both like to do. And when we go on Thunder Mountain, we always have good times when we go on that because we don't put the lap bar down all the way and we usually, what, slam mm-hmm. into each other on the yeah. ride because the Great ride G-forces. makes so many turns and twists and we just like to body slam each other into the side of the car so that's always pretty yeah. fun and a ride that gets kind of boring after a while log ride I mean it's still one of my favorites I like going on it with Travis and a couple other friends because we all we just make goofy poses with as, the as we go down the picture in the big drop and that's yeah, always yeah that's fun to do and it's funny to see how somebody tries to take a picture but then it gets deleted because it was either mean or expensive yeah way. that's pretty crazy but Disneyland is very heavily themed so you do feel like you're in some sort of environment Mm -hmm. which makes it exciting and really it turns you into a kid because anywhere around the world there is Disneyland we have California we have Disney World in Florida there's Paris, there's Tokyo, there's Hong Kong, and then actually that was just announced that they have plans to build one in Shanghai, China. Oh, wow. Which I think is pretty cool. And they, I thought that they were actually supposed to make an announcement about that pretty much immediately after the uh, Beijing Olympics finished up that they were going to build one in China, which I think is going to be pretty sweet because just the way that Disney is expanding with their parks and just reaching the world because the entire world has a love affair for Walt Disney and his theme parks and their great rides everywhere you go but how many of them have great impact on the entire world so we're going to have a little mini debate here for a few minutes before we wrap up today's show we're going to say what disney ride attraction show hotel just pretty much anything that disney's ever created for the theme park that's not based around the movie or the the tv what do you think is the greatest disney attraction ever made holden Mm, i think disneyland itself like the original disneyland Mm-hmm. Why it's do you the, say that? Because it's the original. It's what got the ball started. It's like a domino effect. You hit the first domino, Disneyland, and knocks the next one over, and everything falls into place. And just just the amount of impact that Disneyland has on the entire amusement park industry. Yeah. It's just the way that it was designed. The entire theming of the park is just phenomenal. Yeah. Because you step through the berm where the railroad track passes over, and you just step into another world. They even have the plaque that says... You're leaving today and entering a world of fantasy yesterday and tomorrow. And, I mean, what's greater than that? Because you're in your own little zone. But Disneyland is not a part of the world. Disneyland is its own thing. Yeah. It's just Disneyland is not a place. It's a state of mind. Mm-hmm. And can, no matter what park you go to, Disney World, the uh, Hong Kong one, or whatever Disney park, Disneyland is different in every way. Yeah. it's They're, they're not going to be the same throughout the entire world because the world is all diverse and they want to make each one just a little bit different than the one before it. But Disneyland is the one that started it all. It has effect on Knott's Berry Farm in ways where they've started to do a little, little bit more theming with their rides. Yeah. When it have. comes to like Accelerator, they have that Rolling Twenties theme and still with the Calico Mine rides somewhat, but not, not as much as you would think. Yeah. Because you go to Disneyland and you're waiting in line for a ride, say, like Indiana Jones. 
you're oh, immersed yeah. in the world of Indiana Jones. You go through the caves, the temple. They've got, like, the bamboo. You go, like, spin the bamboo, and it makes yeah. the cage ball. Makes the uh, spike room. The ceilings start to fall down, and you feel like you're really there. And that's and they got crazy. all the artifacts and yeah. stuff. And you, they, they look real. They're probably just stage props, but... But it's awesome, because yeah. you feel like you are Indiana Jones doing that thing. And that mm-hmm. ride is awesome when it first opened up. Oh, it's still awesome. It's still an awesome ride. It's, and it's they very, add new things to it every once yeah. in a while. Like, they add that snake. Yep, and it's a very technologically advanced ride, mm-hmm. and it's a fun ride, but it's not the greatest in just how Disney's had an impact. Personally, I believe that the greatest Disney attraction ever made was the Matterhorn. Matterhorn. Because what I like about the Matterhorn, the Matterhorn is only one of a kind. It can only be found in Disneyland in California. There's yep. no other Matterhorn bobsleds roller coaster in the entire world. It's just our one ride. Yeah. And the thing that separates the Matterhorn from everything else is that the Matterhorn was the very first steel roller coaster ever made in the entire world. Without the Matterhorn, we would not have any of our steel roller coasters today. Very the, true. The entire world of roller coasters can be traced all the way back to the Matterhorn because that one single ride has had such an impact how it was engineered the history of the matterhorn goes all the way back to when walt disney wanted to have a matterhorn type attraction in disneyland mm-hmm. but he wanted a ride system that could be able to traverse the really tight turns and everything and you couldn't do that with wood no because wood can't be able to make those tight turns easily so one of his engineers decided you know what let's use tubular steel and that's a lot easier to forge and be able to bend in those sharp turns and put it all inside of a mountain. And that one mountain ride started the whole mountain chain. Yeah. So you have, from the Matterhorn, you have Space Mountain, you have Splash Mountain, Thunder Mountain, and even some of the other rides like Expedition Everest. Yes. In Disney I World, go on which that I ride. personally want to go to extremely bad. Yes. Which is basically the uh, Matterhorn on steroids. So it's huge, pretty awesome. But I think the Matterhorn has had a tremendous impact on the entire industry. You have the Abominable Snowman in there. It is an old ride. It's actually it's going to be 50 years old this year because it opened in 1959. It's a really old ride, but it's still a lot of fun to go to. It is rickety at some points, but you know what? I think that adds to the excitement of the ride. You go through the dark caves, and you go down those kind of random drops that just come out of nowhere. So that's pretty cool. It's not the fastest. It's not the biggest. It's not the scariest ride in the world, but you know what? I enjoy just the fun. That's what you go to design for. You don't go there for the big rides like Six Flags, or you don't go there for the food like in Knott's Berry Farm, although the Disneyland food is pretty good. It is. Depends on where you go. But just the fun aspect and just the whole purpose for being at Disneyland is to have a magical experience because you can't get that anywhere else. You can go to Six Flags, you can get your adrenaline rush. You can go to Knott's Berry Farm and get your adrenaline rush, but you don't get that at Disneyland, you get a magical, life-changing experience by going there, being in the zone, and just having a good time, and just being a kid again, because that's what it's all about. As Walt Disney once said, Disneyland will never be finished as long as there's still imagination left in the world. I'll tell you what, all the people that go to Disneyland have loads and loads of imagination, and it's pretty exciting. Yes, I it is. personally wish that I could be a Disney Imagineer and build all the stuff there, but that's a really ambitious goal, but we'll see what happens. So we're going to end today's show with that, and we have been doing really well with our lives and being able to do the show a little bit more often, so that's awesome. Yes, We it have is. our website now, and we are actually finally up on iTunes. So if you go on the iTunes store and you just search Dudes for Life Radio, that's the number four, you search that. 
and it should be the only thing that comes up in the search engine and click on that subscribe and it'll take you to our website which is dudes for life radio show.podbean.com read that go to our blog and just read and update about us but we are doing much better i figured out all the kinks i've worked out everything so the technical aspect is all worked out very good so it's all good i'm planning on starting an account on cafepress.com to design some merchandise so that'd be pretty cool if anybody wants to be a dork and walk around with a dudes for life radio t-shirt so maybe that could happen someday but we like feedback, dudesforliferadio at gmail.com. So we would like feedback if anybody has any topics to post about this show. Give us reviews on iTunes. Tell your friends. Spread the word because Dudes for Life Radio is coming. It will be huge. We're going to be on CNN someday. Yes, feel can't it. wait. Be our news anchors and announce our dudeness and our randomness to the entire world about just why we do this ridiculous show. It's simple. It's not very complex. We just do this for fun. And we want to make it simple for people to listen to. So we're going to conclude that for today. I'm holding. This is Travis. This is Dudes for Life Radio. And we're out. Out. Out.